0: You're listening to Marriage Minute with Pastors Richard and Donna Spears, impacting marriages that leave a lasting legacy.
1: Well, welcome everybody to another Marriage Minute live cast with my beautiful wife, Donna well, Spears.
0: And yeah. <laughs> my handsome Pastor, Pastor Donna,
1: Pastor Honey, Pastor... as we refer to each other <laughs> from yes. time to time. So we're, hey, we're so glad that you're joining us again. I mean, last week we kicked things off with um talking about how to have great sex in your marriage Mm -hmm. how to have the best sex in your marriage and so that was a great kickoff we want to continue that on for this week and even into next week uh one thing we want you to know is that you know please like and share our broadcast we want the word to get out about how we want to help marriages our heart is to help marriages we want to see families flourish we want to see uh couples flourish in their in their marriage and so Please like and share our broadcast, and uh, connect with us that way, and get that out to people that you you may know that are looking to really enhance, grow their marriage, or even you know maybe they're um, having difficulties and trouble, and they just need some help. And so we just want to be a resource for people um, to be able to help them. And if you have any questions, please feel free to um, send your questions, email us at Mm revivalnow.com And uh, we would love to respond to your questions. We would love to even bring your questions on one of our episodes. So, hey, we'd love to do that with you guys.
0: Yeah, so last week we went really kind of in-depth and were very Mm -hmm. um, thorough in bringing you what a servant's heart looks like uh, sexually in, in marriage. And so if you haven't had a chance to catch that episode last week, um, just go ahead and after this one, just listen to that one because they all kind of flow together.
1: Yeah, so a little bit of a recap from last week. So what is the secret? What was the secret to having great sex? It's having a servant's heart, we, uh, having a servant's attitude. And so obviously we talked about our past experiences, mm-hmm. You know, who we were. We, mm-hmm. we, we brought Jesus into the mix. We, we talked about how Jesus is really the model servant. He really showed us what servant leadership looks like. And so we, we need to bring that into our marriage, that's not right. just for uh, sexual desire, sexual fulfillment, but but in every aspect of that's our right. life in marriage. That's so right. that's, that's, right. that's the secret. That's the that's the that's the special ingredient. Yeah.
0: Not technique. Not technique. Not I married my soulmate, not, not, not that chemical. our chemistry, not chemistry works together. Not yeah. chemical. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that's kind of it's kind of that.
1: But. Yeah, but it's <laughs> the, the word is which you said correctly, it's chemistry, not chemical. <laughs> That's what you get for talking about. It's not, it's not like the like periodic table or something like that. So <laughs> uh, good and godly marriages serve one another no, one another on all levels. Amen. Bad marriages don't. Bad marriages basically look at it from a selfish viewpoint. Amen. I need to get mine. You need to serve me. I'll take care of you if you take care of me. That's really the attitude right, right. of a good of a bad marriage when it comes to uh, sexual fulfillment. Um, but in order to I guess we want to take it this week a little bit further, really, in order to really get to that level of fulfillment. I mean, we have to really understand each other Mm -hmm. a little bit better and a little bit more.
0: You have to understand the opposite sex. We've done a lot of, um, oh, we've touched on understanding the opposite sex in, you know, communicating to your spouse, listening to your spouse, hearing your spouse. When you argue with, you know, the opposite, you know, we've done a lot of that. We've never really touched on it um, sexually, mm-hmm. like in, in a sexual way. But you have to understand um, men are different from women. Men are different, men, women are different from men. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. what we want to talk about today. Because as we mentioned last week, the secret to sexual fulfillment, and we'll say this over and over, is having a servant's heart. You have a servant's heart. I, would, I guess I would say if you don't have a servant's heart in your marriage in general... With you know, I'm yeah. I'm gonna just put money on and I'm not a betting girl. I bet on God. Um, it's not that way in the bedroom either. No. So it kind of like all runs. It pervades together. everything. It, it does. It yeah. does. If you are selfish in your daily life, um, it's gonna it's gonna roll down that, that hill into every area of your life, into your relationships with other people, into your relationships with your children, into the sexual intimacy with your spouse.
1: So you make my point. In that—that's why we started with that last week. Exactly. Because if you don't have, Are you that, looking
0: for validation? No, I, oh. I
1: just—I'm just bringing that forward again you. to say <laughs> what you just we switched, said.
0: We switched the uh, topics around from. Yeah, like, but, they didn't know that, but. Yeah,
1: but but what I'm saying is is that that's why we started with that as the foundation because if you don't start there and that's not good, everything else we talk about doesn't really matter.
0: It doesn't matter, and so we want to kick off this next section. Yeah. Um, of what we want to talk about today f- with a scripture that I read last week that, that is direct from the word of God um, and talks about my body and his body and your body and what it is meant for um, sexually. Uh, yes, it, it does say that in scripture. Yeah. And so 1 Corinthians 7 verses, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read 3 through 5. Yeah. Last week I read it from NLT. This week we're going to go a little bit more descriptive into the uh, Amplified
1: Yes. Exactly. So let me just. So, did we even tell the title yet of what we're talking about? I don't think so. We just jumped right into it. So, our title today, while she's looking up the scripture and getting ready, (laughs) it's finding sexual fulfillment in your marriage. So, now we're getting into the weeds a little bit, we're getting down into the details to help us better understand each other and where there are differences yeah
0: because we know you all like out there like step one step two, step three and we mm-hmm. didn't do that
1: <laughs> yeah
0: last week or this week but you can kind of go through it and okay one, two, three I need to do that. Sure. So let's let's take yeah. a look at in the amplified version uh, 1 Corinthians 7 yep. starting in verse three it says the husband must fulfill his marital duty to his wife with goodwill and kindness and likewise the wife to her husband. Okay, we could stop there and be like, okay, I get it. You know, I'm going to perform my marital duty uh, when I feel like it. You know, no. Jesus, the, the writers of the Bible, it is so much God-inspired and spirit-ordained and anointed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's, it's crazy. So verse 4 says, The wife, <clears throat> me, I, do not have exclusive authority over my own body. But I'm the so th- hus- th-
1: I'm so thankful for that. Right.
0: But the husband <laughs> shares with her, and likewise, the husband does not have exclusive authority over his body, yeah, but You're the wife shares with him. Right. right? Yeah. Do not deprive each other of marital rights, mm-hmm. sexual fulfillment, yeah. except perhaps by mutual consent for a time that you may devote yourself unhindered to prayer course, that would be a, mu- a mutual agreement, but come together again so that Satan will not tempt you to sin because of your lack of self-control. Yeah. Amen.
1: Yeah, amen. So, that, so that right scripture... there in
0: scripture, laid out before every one of us, says, my body, my body is not my own. Mm-hmm. Your body is not your own. That's in right. the concept of marriage, in the arena of sexual fulfillment towards your spouse. Right. Within marriage, which is within the marriage covenant. Because
1: when you withhold that, you're controlling, you're Amen. manipulating. That's right. And That's so right. there are legitimate needs for both sides and we have to discover that. Well, so
0: if I'm, if I'm not in an exclusive authority over my own body, but I share my body with you and, and likewise, um, that means that I need to understand him. I need to understand you. What makes you tick? What Mm -hmm. turns you on? What is your desires? Mm -hmm. I need to get into his world. We've talked about that in in a romantic uh, realm, but I need to get into his world sexually, Mm -hmm. you know, as well. I need to study him. I need Mm -hmm. to know, you know, what what phrases, what looks that I can give him? What are the things that I can do that will... um, create the atmosphere for sexual mm-hmm. uh, intimacy to happen. Right. What am I saying? Men and women are different. We are very, very different. Yeah. And if, if you've listened to us for any time, uh, we've said this over and over. Mm-hmm. So let's look at some differences here, uh, just statistically, because this is really helpful.
1: <clears throat> oh, yes. So,
0: <laughs> so men peak sexually at about 20 years old. That's, that's pretty early. Yeah. Uh, it's not
1: surprising
0: right women however um we peak sexually around the age of 40 our needs our sexual needs and the peaking of our libidos rarely if ever will match up right what is that saying like you've got to work at you know he's wanting to have sex all the time i'm not but I'm not exclusive authority over my body. So I have to have a servant's heart to fulfill Mm -hmm. his desire sexually, his libido sexually. It's a God given thing. It's not something that he's creating. It's not something that he's making up. There is very, very unhealthy uh, habits within the sexual content of of any relationship. Um, We're talking about marriage and there's unhealthy uh, things that go on in, in, you know, lording it over one another let's just say we talked about that last week right um but but just because i don't feel like having sex because my libido isn't matching up with his doesn't mean that i withhold that from him right and just because we are now uh 45 50 years old now and 40 let's just say between 40 and 45 You know, now I'm peaking sexually and he's tired and in the recliner and doesn't want to, you know, (laughs) engage because, you know, he's already peaked at 20. Right. Now, now he has to have a servant's heart towards me sexually and offer his body, you know, um, as a gift of of mercy, let's just say, to fulfill my sexual needs. Why? Because if you don't do that within the marriage covenant, you're going to start shopping somewhere else. Sex sexual desire and fulfillment is a reality, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and if you, you know, for the longest time, I just was so oblivious to that, you know, that, that my husband, um, needed and required sexual fulfillment more than I could ever would have thought, um, what happens is the grass starts looking greener, right you you kind of you know if you don't have that hey, let's talk about this and understand the why and seek God on it if God's not first in your marriage, you're gonna th- you're gonna end up in an adulterous situation,
1: so let me reread the the scripture in, sure. in verse five uh from first uh, Corinthians chapter seven. It says afterward and I'm reading the, the the new living translation. It says afterward you should come together again. It's talking about sex,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: So that So we've, Satan... we've
0: decided we're we're going to abstain from sex in a marriage covenant for mm-hmm. a time because mm-hmm. we're coming together to pray about something. We're coming together to fast. We're coming mm-hmm. together. God is our primary focus for right now. We right. need an answer to something. It's not on we each need... other. Yeah, we need to sow into that. It's not yeah. on each other. So you can't but... have
1: self-control for a time.
0: Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with Absolutely. that. But
1: after you've set that time period between mm-hmm. the two of you, for whatever reason, I mean, okay, practically speaking, okay, you know, Child rearing, child bearing, those kinds of things. Women, at some point, it's difficult for them mm-hmm. to have sex when mm-hmm. you're carrying a child. Mm-hmm. So, for Even a time, you are And, of yeah. course, you
0: have, you know, your monthly cycle. So, there's a lot of things that go on there. So, yep.
1: but, but here's the point. Afterward, you should come together again so that Satan won't be able to tempt you because of your lack of self control. So, at some point, because there's that desires that God put in yeah, God a man, God desires. put in a woman at mm-hmm. these different ages that we talked about, sometimes a 20 year disparity. Um, you're going to have to know that your body's not your own and that you need to give of yourself and a servant's attitude, a servant's heart to fulfill that sexual yeah. need. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be um, so key for you to realize and to understand and to do, to well, act and that's, upon
0: It's that. such a mature outlook, you know, like, hey, if I'm not taking care of you and you're not taking care of me sexually, right. things can happen. Mm-hmm. Things will happen. Yeah. And the Bible is saying that mm-hmm. things will happen. And so yeah. I think that's just so awesome to be able to be like, I even though I don't feel like it, even though I'm not peaking sexually yet, I'm going to give of myself right. to you in a way that I don't feel begrudgingly doing it. Or yeah. gosh, you just want sex all the time. you know? It, right. You're safeguarding your marriage, right. you know. You are safeguarding your marriage that way.
1: You know, and 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 I've i heard statistically that like 30 percent of ladies can can either can have a matching libido of their husband. Um, and so yeah, yeah.
0: but that's not the that's not that's the norm. not the
1: norm. So most of the time, you know, you've got this time difference, you've got uh, uh, uh desire differences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's differences. All this points back to servant's attitude. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. what this all keeps pointing back it's, to. It's
0: interesting to me that a woman's libido doesn't peak sexually. Like we don't peak sexually till 40 yeah, ish. Right. And I, and I look at that cause you guys are like, you know, right out the gate, 20 years old. <laughs> but, but it's interesting because yeah. I look at that because during that, during the 20 to 40 mm-hmm. time frame, we, moms are nurturing their children. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's another uh, reason that sexually we, we don't peak then mm-hmm. we, ca- we can't, mentally we'll talk about that later mentally get our head around all of that it's it's so awesome how God just kind of puts these pieces of the puzzle together and and it's like you know if anybody's like I don't believe in God well let's just talk you know because (laughs) let's just talk natural normal things sure you know how can you say there's not a God when you know what I mean like he just plans everything out perfectly
1: he does but But even though things don't line up the way that we would like them to from a man versus woman being different and having our differences when it comes to sexual fulfillment, having the understanding, right? The Bible Mm -hmm. talks about uh, my people perish Perish. for a lack of knowledge. That's That's in the book of Hosea. And so when we don't have this knowledge, this understanding about the differences between men and women, this is when we perish. Yep. In our marriages, because we don't get that, and then we don't get the fact that we need to serve one another in those differences. That's amazing. Not that we have to be the same. We don't have to be the same. But when we understand differences, then we can't... Now, knowledge is power, basically, is what the Bible's saying. And now, I can actually have a sexually fulfilled marriage meeting the needs of my wife, and, and she meeting the needs that I have. Amen. Yeah.
0: Amen. So... So we've talked about libidos. Men and women are different. 20 years old versus 40 years old. Right. What next? Well, men are
1: visual. Okay, Like you were talking about before, the differences or whatever. Okay. Men are basically like, my wife's naked and I know I'm going to eat. That's all I need to know.
0: (laughs) Just show up naked and bring food.
1: Bring food. That's all I need. Right? It's (laughs) very simple. That's
0: that's his date night.
1: That's my... (laughs) That's good. I like that. Boy, can I do that
0: for a date night? Yeah. Okay. If it's your right. turn to disc- to decide okay, what so, we're doing. Yeah, so mine,
1: you know, when it's Why mine, not? Sorry, move the the mic away. I'm like excited. Woo! Oh, I love it. I love it. You know, for it. guys it's it's simple. Like, okay, you're naked. There's not much it's gonna take us to get us turned on, right guys? <laughs> I mean, you're naked. I know food's coming later. I'm excited. Let's yep. go. Yep. You know, it's very, very simple. That's so right. for guys, That's it's right. pretty, you know, and, and <laughs> so it's instant gratification. It can happen in a moment's notice. I mean, I could have the worst day ever at work. You know, I could come home. I'm stressed out from work. It was just, you know, a lot of things happened. You know, the dog died, whatever. And then you say, you say to me, like, do you want to have sex? Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> Like, you can, I like, can wrap ch- up the
0: day. I can tuck wrap it up away. the day, toss yeah.
1: it away. Yeah. And I'm like, let's go. Yeah, we can yeah. make this thing happen. Because why? Because men are compartmental. Yes, Very We can. Much car- so. We can come. Um, I'm gonna have compartmentalize. trouble. Compartmentalize. Thank you. We can cart. <laughs> we can uh, compartmentalize. <laughs> I can't get it out today. <laughs> <laughs> men can. Co- compartmentalized. I'm gonna have to stop saying that. Um put and so in a we box. we Here's can put that. Thi- I can put things in a box like this goes here, get rid of it. This goes Woo. here, get rid of it. Um, I don't need to think about that anymore. But yeah. man, you know, when I when, when the whole idea of sex comes on, I'm like
0: yeah, let's go. Doors close. Mm-hmm. Let's go
1: instant. Let's hap- it's happening. Woo, it's my <laughs> night. I'm excited. Let's do this. It's a short so, night, but it, you know <laughs> Can be
0: compared to okay. Let me add. There's,
1: there is such a thing as a quickie. <laughs> Hello. Com-
0: compared to what us women desire. Exactly. So yeah, yes, I know. So so yeah, here's the analogy. Yeah, Men yeah.
1: are like microwaves. Mm-hmm. It's got to be instant. You know, I don't. I want like instant rice. I want it now. When can I get it? Hurry up. <laughs> Women, on the other hand, which you're about to talk about here for a moment, they're like, you know, yeah. crockpots. They like yeah. slow cooking. They like it to kind of simmer and oh, kind of get excited all excited over here. Woo! <laughs> hey! All right. your uh, turn. All right. D- turn. We're kidding. So, no, not, we're not really. Actually. But we're not.
0: so, women, as you might know, women you know, men you may not know, but you're going to know now if you're listening. We are very gradual. Yeah, out. We are inclusive. Like everything in our life wraps. It, it's involved in our intimate life as well. Yeah, you know, it, it's in, we're inclusive. It's part of our sexuality. Everything that's going on: our children, the house, work, pets, friends, church, ministry, relationship, extended family, extended family. All of that is included in our sexuality because we are we are inclusive, and so. When, because you're like
1: thinking about all of those kinds yeah, of things because yeah. there's a, there's the emotional aspect Very, to your yeah, sexuality. Yeah. And so if something's wrong in another area, yeah. it's affecting the whole It affects the, it affects the whole where yeah. where like
0: we said men can compartmentalize, they put things in a box. Women, we are we are the book that needs to be read from front to back. Yeah. In order for us to be able to get into when we're going to be intimate together, it it literally starts the, by the, you know, when we wake up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's how I'm treated. Not that he doesn't treat me. He doesn't treat me bad. But it's like, are you busy and don't have time for me during the day? Mm-hmm. There's days like that. It's okay. But if we are planning, and he knows, if we are planning on being intimate that evening... That he's going to have to talk to me at some point during the day. We're going to have to sit down and have coffee together or drink lunch. And he's going to have to inquire about, you know, if he wants me to be mentally um, as well as physically there and not just waiting to be pleasured. And moving on with because I've got laundry to do and dishes to clean up and the kids to get in bed and whatever because that's our that's who we are right that that is that is who we are we're nurturers we are nest builders we are we Mm -hmm. gather people together and we care for them and that doesn't that doesn't stop when when you enter the bedroom it is all part Mm -hmm. of who we are and so in order to understand and to have a servant's heart towards one another you have to understand that about your wife guys you have to understand it's a total package for them it's
1: not just a physical thing it's no. it's hugely emotional
0: yeah and, and and I'm not saying like there are some women that the guy can just come in and, and you know naked and and the, the woman's like oh yeah let's go that's great you know more power to you you know great if that's how you function then great as but, long by, as it's, but
1: but statistically huh, man words are right, tough baby. for me today it's but, all right. but Statistically speaking, ladies generally aren't like that. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. a certain percentage of you out there, but predominantly, it's more of it's the emotional, it's all this inclusiveness. Mm-hmm. And ladies aren't typically instant. They, they you know they, they want that more crockpot slow build up. You're, you're, you're listening to my day, you're hearing about my yeah. day. You're concerned You're, about my day. You
0: are, you are studying me.
1: I'm studying you. You
0: are, you are thinking yeah. about me when you don't have to think about me. Right. That. That. All of that. But, all also, of that but, but
1: also, I'm willing to come into your world, right? Like Jesus, you know, think about Jesus. He came into our world, right? He left mm-hmm. heaven mm-hmm. and he entered our world to understand. That's exactly what we're yeah. doing with each other. So for, for guys, we're entering into our wife's world to understand this is how they tick. This is how they function. So if we want... And it, and it comes down to really a pastoring attitude. Not everybody is going to be called to, to the ministry, right? But it, pastoring is shepherding. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really caring about the flock. Amen. It's caring about my spouse in, this, in this regard. Mm-hmm. And I'm understanding her, and I'm shepherding her, and I'm pastoring her to a place where we're emotionally connected because I care about the things she cares about. Because if everything is inclusive for her, family, job, minute, whatever it is, all of the things. in Friends, inla- friends family, shopping, extend- laundry. If all of all that, of if I'm not involved in those things throughout the day, I'm not connected mm-hmm. and I'm not pastoring and I'm, sh- uh, and I'm not shepherding her. And so I can't, as a guy, think that we're going to have, you know, a sexual fulfilled night, finding sexual fulfillment, which is what we're talking mm-hmm. about, mm-hmm. if I don't do those things. So <laughs> if I can joke for a moment, if it's my night, Woohoo! We're we're getting right to it, right? <laughs> That's why I said short date night. Short date night. But Show if up it's naked but if it's your night. So if you if you have different nights and so you know you have this kind of fun thing going on where like okay, you get to choose whose night it yeah, is. Yeah. So when it's her night, it's it's going to be a little slower. We're going to have a lot more talking. We're going to have a little bit of discussion about things, about the day, and then it's all going to lead up to what you as a guy ultimately is looking for, right? right. But because you're willing to shepherd exactly. and you're willing to pastor your wife, it's going to get to the same place, but you're doing it with care. That's
0: right. You're doing it with concern. A servant's heart.
1: A servant's heart. Back to that. And what
0: that does is that brings, that connects me so much more to him each and every time. Yeah. Um, emotionally, uh, as well as physically, obviously, but emotionally, which I feel is the bigger, you know. Um, it is the bigger pay off pay off, or whatever you want to say right, right you know because so what are we saying if you haven't hurt our hearts men and women are different mm-hmm. you have that's god designed us stark opposite. men's
1: men's need uh for sex is primary yeah it's a primary women's is a secondary
0: right and and so let's just agree on that right men's men's primary sex primary need sex is that one of their primary needs women, let me just talk to you right now about this. Don't belittle him for that. Don't disrespect him for that. Don't not validate his God-given gift of sex and desire for sex. That is something that God designed uniquely for him. We are women. It's our secondary need. If God designed us both alike, then, then all we would either do is have sex all the time, and everything else would 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 suffer, or well, the, we would talk each other to death.
1: The world population would certainly increase if that were the <laughs> case. If, if our libidos matched, yeah. I mean there'd be lost time. Like, yeah. you'd lose three to five years of life because you'd never get out of the bedroom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what exactly? Happened?
0: Exactly, and it would just become this rope thing because all you're all you're after really is the release, right? Yeah. So women, women, if you can, and and men can just um, embrace that we bring a deeper dimension. I would say, to the sexual experience in order to be more sexually fulfilled, Yeah, I would say. So what we're saying, don't expect your wife to just jump in bed and be ready to go. Women, if that's you, great. I would say you need to really kind of look at yourself. Maybe you are doing that and you've just been trained to do that by your husband.
1: That's a good point.
0: Yeah, because... Because really, really God, you're, woman for, you're a woman for a reason, you're a man for a reason, and God made you uniquely different for a reason. Yeah. He made us to come together physically that's in a good. certain way. He made our parts mm-hmm. different in a certain way, so they come together yeah. beautifully. But, but you cannot, man, expect um, your wife to just be ready on the spot. Now, if your wife comes to you and says, hey, you know, let's just go have a quickie or whatever. Yeah, by all means. You know, great. That's awesome. Spot- but, spontaneity
1: but is good. Spontaneity
0: is good, you know, but just know that, um, and, and what are we saying? Communicate. Like communicate, communicate. is key. Communication.
1: So, and listen.
0: And listen. Really <laughs> listen. Don't just hear because my, my amazing husband has, has a, an ability to hear me. At times. At times. He hears every single thing I say but he doesn't listen to what I'm saying. So right. he can regurgitate. Because there's there's a
1: deeper, this comes back to the thing I mentioned about pastoring and shepherding, right? I could hear what my wife is saying, but there's actually behind what she's saying is something deeper. Yeah. If I listen, if I really understand the intent of what's coming out of her heart, because um, if I'm going to really care for my wife in the way that I need to, I have to listen, which is really take time to really contemplate, to think on what she is saying. And when I do, I can respond differently rather than just parrot back. Hey, did you hear what I just said? Yeah, this is what you said. But there was meaning behind what she said and I didn't get it because I really wasn't paying attention yeah. to what you were saying.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I really so there's love, a difference. I love the Bible. Um well, you should obviously <laughs> because God is continually bringing us back to remembrance mm-hmm. in his word. Mm-hmm. That is how he um, He tells us to, you know, remember, uh, you know, Abraham's faith. Remember those people of faith when, you know, remember what God did for Abraham. Uh, you know, Mary and Joseph. Remember what God. You know, He's always bringing us back to remembrance.
1: Yeah, what He um, did for Sarah. You know, she had a barren womb and and brought a promised child, Isaac, into the world. Yeah,
0: and 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 yeah. really, like even into obviously Jesus. And you know, remember, remember what Jesus did for you. Remember the sacrifice that God made and what mm-hmm. that Jesus made. You know, for to to wipe away your sin. You know, He's always bringing us back to remembrance. Why? Because when we remember the things that God did for us you know, we're going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. And, and the Bible says, you know, tell your children about me, tell your children, you know, bring them to remembrance. And that's how we tell those accounts of the Bible over and over and over to our children and to their children. And then, you know, to, to keep people and their hearts turned in our family in particular, because we're responsible for our family turned towards God.
1: So because uh, if I can say one other thing to that, is that because what happens is, is that we're building faith, right? Faith right. Is, is one of the most important gifts that we can build in our life. And faith is meaning trusting God, trusting God that he's going to do what his word says he's Amen. going to do. And when I when I choose to accept his word and believe that for my life, and I say, yes, I want that for me, I want that for my marriage, and then I see him... Uh, transform my marriage because of me following His Word, I'm going to remember that. That's right. Now, it is it is His Word, yes, but it's our testimony. Yes. Right? There's power in our testimony to other people because other people are struggling too. Mm-hmm. Why not have an impact on other people? You know, I care about more than just us. I care about other people and what's happening in their life. And so, but if I can share a testimony of breakthrough in my life and marriage with other couples that are struggling, just like we're trying to do with this broadcast today, then uh, my heart's full. That's right. Because I know that through God's word, it transformed us. I remember that thing. And now I'm sharing the testimony of what it did for us so that you have hope. And then it becomes greater than hope because now it's faith, because now I'm going to believe God that if he can do it for them, which is what his word says, he can do it for me that's and my right. spouse. That's right. Exactly. And that's what we want to see happen. We exactly. want to see you empowered Amen. by the word of God. Trust God because his word is true. He's not a man that he would lie. And that he can, if he can do it in me and Donna, Pastor Richard and Donna, he can do it in you. Amen. Absolutely. Amen and to he that. Will. I love that. So and we're going to leave
0: you today with men, what do you need to remember? And women, we, what we want you to remember. So you're going to kick off.
1: Right, because knowledge is power. That's right. Right, My people perish for, for lack, lack of, of knowledge. knowledge. And so as we've been talking about in this broadcast, when we understand differences, then we can act from a servant's place to then meet those needs Amen. and understand those things in our husbands and in our wives. That's right. So it's very powerful. Right. So men, we need to remember this. Our wife is inclusive. We've we've already talked about that. I've talked about hey, guys, we need to pastor, we need to shepherd our wives, we need to be a part of their day, we need to, to talk, we need to hear, not hear, sorry, we need to listen to what's being spoken so that we can respond to the deeper thing that's going on. You, you may hear the hurt in something. You may hear the pain in something. That way you can address the root, not just the surface-level thing and parrot it back what was said. That's not what we want to do. We need to be involved that way. hmm We, you know, as it relates to the inclusiveness, that means we're connected in all aspects. She's going to be connected in all aspects of her life, as it's already been mentioned. So understanding and knowing that we need to be there for our wives in that way, not just for one thing, not just for the sexual fulfillment, but in every aspect so that emotionally we're connected because Mm -hmm. that matters to our ladies. Mm -hmm. Um, The number one need of your wife is security. The number two need is open and honest communication. So our wives need to feel secure. And when we're listening and we're taking a part in the day, that brings security. Mm-hmm. And obviously, if we're involved in that way, open and honest communication is going right. to happen as well. Uh, next, um, commun- well, it's, it's, it's adding on to, but communication is important for sex. So It's you know- just
0: as important for us. Communication So just, is just as important for us as sex is to you guys.
1: Thank you. Well said. So that's, that's remember
0: that's a, that's a big thing to remember.
1: Communication is a, is as important to a wife as sex is to us guys. Mm -hmm. That's how important it is because communication then leads to the emotional connection, the emotional intimacy, which ultimately leads to the thing that us guys are looking forward to, which is the physical aspect of sex. Right. Uh, Yes. I want to connect emotionally with my wife too, but it's not as important to me as it is to her. Um, your wife needs non-sexual affection. So, you know, just, just touching, holding hands, um, your arm around them. Not everything that happens needs to lead to sex, right? So if if that's the case, you've forgotten what we just talked about, which is communication, being involved in the day, emotionally connected. Um, non-sexual touches are, are very important. Now, if, if Donna... Is, is one of her love languages is, is not physical touch, that may not mean as much to her, but as it relates just to the sexual side of things and sexual fulfillment, if I start to touch her and every time I touch her or I pat her bottom or whatever the thing is, that's me saying, I wanna have sex, that's a turn off. Mm-hmm. So there's got to be some, some touching
0: quick way for the wall to go up. Exactly.
1: So if there's, if there's, there's rubbing of the back or there's, you know, holding the hand or caressing the shoulder, whatever that thing is, it doesn't have to lead to that. And Mm -hmm. so you can, that needs to be included as a part of just uh, uh, your, your daily interactions with your wife. Mm -hmm. Um, Be romantic in her language. You know, know what your love language is. Know your spouse's love language. Know your wife's love languages. Words of affirmation is huge for Pastor Donna. She loves to hear and be affirmed of who she is, what she's done. She's going to go get a hair. I don't want to say haircut because that's kind of like it is for me, but yeah. she's going to get a a, a, I didn't a get my haircut. She's going to get a, a style today. She's going to get. She's going to go to the salon, have her hair done up. Now. <laughs> whatever. Okay. I'm getting it wrong. I'm getting
0: a haircut.
1: <laughs> She's getting a chop on her hair done. No, but, but look, anyway. now <laughs> when she gets home, number one, I'm going to notice. Number two, I'm going to affirm that. Why? Because I like, I mean, it's going to be very similar to what she has now. Just shorter. Yeah. Just a little bit shorter, but yeah. I'm going to affirm that. I'm going to tell her that it looks really nice. And I mean that. And, I'm, I'm I,
0: not, and I, he knows that I need that. And about, I'll, I'll just question it. You know? And I'm
1: not going to do it because it needs to be some road thing. Right. I'm doing it because I like how it looks and I like how it looks on her. And I want her to know that I like it because she wants to know that I like it too. So number one, it, it, it gives her satisfaction and fills her tank when she knows that I'm happy with it. But most importantly, I want her to know that it looks nice on her and that I think it looks great. So that's just an example of of affirming and just fulfilling um, and filling that love tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. language that yep. that you have as yep. an example so Absolutely. that's that's yeah. some things for us guys that we need to consider these are differences right all those things that I just spoke about if if our wives did that for us mm, may not necessarily fill our tank or we may even care about right but it's knowing what really works with our wives and, right. and, and our and our and our spouse in that way that we want to do. Why? Because I have a servant's heart. Amen. I want to know. I want to do that for her because I love love her, I care about her, and I want her to be fulfilled as well in the area of sexual desire. Yeah. So
0: women, we want to have you remember, get your pen and paper out. We want <clears throat> you to remember to communicate to your husband that you accept his different sexual nature as valid and God-given. Mm-hmm. I think that's huge because a lot of women um, they don't validate that in their husbands. They, they, I guess they would make, and I have at times make you feel weird or, um, like you're not normal for wanting, wanting into sexual intimacy. Mm -hmm. And, and that is, you know, like we said, is the number one need for men, uh, is sex. And so, and respect is another one. Mm -hmm. Um, they need that. And so when you continually reject them, uh, not in a way of like, Hey, I'm sorry, I'm not available to, you know, because of this, this, and this, because you're communicating that from the heart in a way that you're just continually saying no, and you're continually shutting the door and, and you're really, you're really just hitting his self-esteem, um, and creating his low self-esteem you're the one that's doing that when you continue to reject your husband's sexual advances and not understand and validate him in a way that says i understand that that this is something that god put in you mm-hmm. for a reason he, they put he god put that into men for a reason because we need to uh, be fruitful and multiply and there's a reason for that so yeah. um you know communicate to, that to your husband that you understand mm-hmm. and and validate that his sexual desire uh, in in the span of your lifetime that you validate that as, as a God-given gift. I think that's very important. It is. I uh, also remember to, to realize, this kind of goes hand in hand, that that your husband is more sexual than you. It's really okay that he approaches you for sex more than you really want him to. And it's really okay that you don't have sex every time that he wants to have sex. But But, you know, so let's just say he wants to have sex... 12 times and you want to, I want to have sex three times, you know, well, if we have a servant's heart, do we have it 12 times or do we have it three times? You know, that's a great question. Well, what you do is, is you have it seven or you have it, you know what I mean? You, ha- you come to some agreement and some balance mm-hmm. to that. And so, you know, your desire, your sexual desire is in your husband's sexual desire is a lot higher than yours. Probably throughout your lifetime, I would say.
1: Yeah. Well, it, it's going to change, right? Like we talked about, you know, men peak at a younger age. Women peak at a, little, a later age. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a little bit yeah. of a... Sh- but yeah. the point to all of this discussion is we have differences. Yeah. And so even though we have these differences, regardless of the circumstance, we have to serve. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Here's something I want you ladies to to understand and to know that your husband is most vulnerable emotionally when he's having fun with you, like so when mm-hmm. you're best buddies, or just after sex. So be careful. Be careful mm-hmm. what you say. Be careful how you conduct yourself. They, you want your dream is for your husband to be emotionally connected to you and emotionally open to you. Those are the times. You must remember that. Those are the times. You want him to sit and talk with you? Then approach him when you guys are having fun together. You know, Approach yeah. him um, after you've been intimate, you know, Mm -hmm. they're more likely and you say, well, that's just manipulation. No, it's not. It's being smart. It's being knowledgeable. It's understanding your circumstance. You would want that uh, from him. So why, why would you not afford that to your spouse, to your husband? Right. It's good. Ladies, remember this, you know, we may just want to be done with it and get on with the day because, uh, They've not done their part in creating the, the atmosphere to have, you know, a meaningful sexual interaction. Sometimes you don't. It just is what it is. But your husband wants you to be creative. He wants you to be adventurous in meeting his sexual desires and needs. And uh, he, he doesn't always want to be the one to initiate. Because if he like for us, which happened a lot, you know, a while he initiate, I say no. He initiate, it doesn't happen. He initiate, well, what's going to happen over time? He's just not going to initiate.
1: Because it's just constant rejection.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so remember that, you know, our men. We want our men to be strong, bold, courageous. We want them to be tough. We want them to protect us and and slay the dragon for us. <laughs> But we also want them to be emotionally connected to us too. Uh-huh. So, so there's there's a fine line there, and, and we can squelch that as women. We can really put the uh, what is that, kabosh, <laughs> the lid on emotional intimacy with our husband when um, we continually reject them that way, and we continually not live out First Corinthians seven three and five by by me not having full authority of my body, but he, but giving to him in mm-hmm. a sacrificial servant way. That's right. So last thing I want to say, if you, I I get it. I know I can hear it coming through already. (laughs) Pastor Donnie, you don't get it. I've got a two-year-old and a four-year-old. I've got, I work eight hours a day. I take my kids to daycare on the weekends. I do ministry. I hear you. I hear you. I was there. I hear you. I got it. Yep. One thing that we had to do to help offset that is we had to plan sex. And I don't know how many couples we've talked to. And we also um, include this in our premarital counseling when we counsel couples. It's really okay to plan your your sexual intimacy encounters mm-hmm. because, number one, for a woman, okay, number one, for a man, he knows it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and number two, for a woman... Um, I know it's going to happen. And so I need to prepare myself and I need to be emotionally and physically available and ready for that just as he does. And so um, for us, you know, it was really a great thing. You know, when we planned, I don't know what we did, our our schedule was per week or, you know, that changes throughout your life, you know, two to three times a week to, you know, two to three times a month or whatever, who knows, whatever you guys agree on as a couple is what you agree on. But especially if you lead a busy life, planning sex is smart, 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 smart.
1: Absolutely. So
0: ladies, we just want you to remember that. So, you know, finding sexual fulfillment in your marriage, it's its not brain surgery. It's not something you have to research on. It's not libidos matching up. It's not, you know, we have the right chemistry and you're my soulmate. It's, it's
1: not technique. It's, it's
0: not technique. It's not... What Hollywood throws out there—it's—it's yeah. it's doing what Jesus did every single day of His life.
1: Serve, serve. Have a servant's heart. Have a servant's attitude. Understand the differences. Study each other. Talk about these things. Um, allow that to change. Maybe the pattern that you've gotten into, into a new pattern. I think we talked about this sometime back, but you know, it takes about sixty days to create a new habit. So. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've been kind of stuck in a routine or an approach or whatever toward sex in your marriage, you're going to have to give it some time when you start to establish a new way. Give it some time for it to actually set in Mm -hmm. and to and to be changed and to create this new uh, routine. I hate to call it routine because you you want a little bit of
0: routine. You want some spontaneity
1: to it, but you're going to have to create a habit. You may have to create schedules because of a busy lifestyle, raising kids, whatever. But. Um, just do that. Yeah. Submit yourself to one another. You know, like I talked about last week, serve yourself from this awesome banquet table that the Lord has made for us to be able to satisfy one another. That's right. And when we are willing to do that, you know, hey, do you want more of this? Do you want less of that? Whatever it is that you want, I want to be able to give to you inside the facts of, you know, confines of marriage and right. the fact that you're not, you know, you're not... um <clears throat> Causing the spirit of God within you to kind of have a check to say, "Mm, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's really holy. I think you're kind of stepping out into an area that's perverse. Listen to the voice within you. You know. Do not go and do not force your spouse to do something that is contrary to what they're feeling in their spirit.
0: Amen.
1: You know, even if maybe it is okay, maybe you find out biblically that it is okay, if your spouse is getting a check to say, no, I don't then honor that, respect that. Don't force them into something that they don't feel comfortable doing. That's yeah. not right. We'll, we'll talk more about that
0: um, next up. week. Yeah. And and we'll we'll touch on some fears that people can have. Like, for example, if I serve, I must have a servant's heart, but my husband doesn't or vice versa. So let's wrap it up Will with prayer. Pray with yeah. Yeah. yeah, Father God, we just thank you. We thank you for the opportunity uh, to come to those people out there Uh, with the truth of your word lord we want everything that we bring to everyone out there to be biblically based and have a strong foundation and so god we just ask that you would open uh, each other's hearts uh, those people that are listening that you would open hearts lord to receive your word and all that you have for them in this area of sexual intimacy god help us as women to remember um what brings uh, peace and, and fulfillment to our husbands and husbands to their wives, Lord. So we just thank you, God, that your hand is upon all of us. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your faithfulness to us. We thank you for your word, Lord, that you have everything that we would ever need is in your word for our our living life to its fullest. So thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness to us. Thank you that you uh, consider us worthy and righteous And we just surrender it all to you, God. We surrender it to you and we lay it all at the altar. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. We'll see see you next week.
1: Thank you for listening today. Catch all of our podcasts at revivalnow.com. And send us your marriage minute questions at marriageminute at